Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why you will not lose a job offer by negotiating your salary. So the impetus for this episode is a series that I'm doing on LinkedIn. I'm part of this LinkedIn Creator Accelerator program, which is a 10-week program that started a couple of weeks ago. And my whole focus is this Supercharge Your Salary series. So essentially what I'm doing is I'm polling my audience on Mondays. I'm asking them questions about salary negotiation. I'm taking that data, and then I'm sharing insights every Friday in a video. So you can feel free to tune into that if you want. It's all in my LinkedIn feed. Just follow along there. Super easy to find on Mondays and Fridays. The reason I wanted to record this is because some of the stats from the most recent poll kind of boggled my mind a little bit. So in the first poll, I asked people if they negotiated salary at their last job. And 54% of the 15 to 16,000 people who responded said that they did not negotiate their salary. And that's a problem. And we'll talk about that in a second. So this week, I asked people what their biggest fear was when it came to negotiating salary. You didn't negotiate your salary. Why not? What was the fear behind not having that conversation? So as of this recording, that poll has a little over 14,000 responses. And far and away, with 50% of the vote, people are worried about having their job offer rescinded or revoked if they decide to negotiate their salary. And that's what I want to dive into today. Because that is actually on the surface, you know, a rational, plausible explanation, right? You've gone through this job search. It's been long. It's been grueling. It's been frustrating. It's been demoralizing, right? So now you have this offer. Why would you risk losing it for a couple of extra dollars? That's what our brains are telling us. But truthfully, that's what anxiety is telling us. Anxiety is telling us, hey, Don't screw this up. Don't mess this up. Even if it means that you could gain a little bit more by asking for this, don't do it because you don't want to miss out on X, Y, and Z things. You don't want to have to go back to that process. So these thoughts, while they seem rational, are actually based in fear and based in anxiety instead of being based in facts and reality. And that's what I want to break down in this episode. So the first thing I want to jump into is this idea that, oh, it's just a couple of extra dollars. You know, I could add maybe a couple extra thousand dollars onto my base salary. That might be true for this initial job, but this is a really dangerous trap to fall into because over time, those little raises that you get for each role, and in some cases, big raises, will actually add up to a ton of money. So the research out there from both 10 years ago and also last year, two separate studies, two separate pieces of research have shown that on average, People who do not negotiate their salary miss out on over half a million dollars over the course of their career compared to the people that do negotiate their salary. So while it might feel like, oh, why would I risk this offer over a couple thousand bucks here and there? What you're really saying is, oh, why would I risk this offer over half a million dollars over the course of my career? So I just want you to understand what those numbers look like. And this isn't just random napkin math that I've done. These are actual studies. This is actual research that's out there. And you can go and look it up for yourself. So I do not want you missing out on half a million dollars. 
The second thing that I want to dive into is this thought that your offer will be rescinded if you have, you know, the boldness to ask for more money. And interestingly enough, the second largest response to my poll was actually seeming greedy or seeming, quote, money focused. So that definitely plays in here as well. So what I want to do is give you a view from the other side of the table. If I'm the hiring manager, I have two goals here, right? One, I want to hire the best person. And because I offered you the job, I believe you're the best person. Yes, there were other candidates. There were probably hundreds of others at the very beginning, but I chose to give you the offer and I can only offer the job to one person. So you as the candidate should feel really good that you were offered the job versus any of these other people. That puts you in a position of leverage, even though you may not feel like you're in a position of leverage. My second goal is to maximize the talent that I get while minimizing the amount of money that I pay that person. And I know that can you know, sound a little harsh or blunt, but truly payroll is one of the biggest expenses for companies. So if I can find this sweet spot of maximizing the talent that I get, if I can get the best talent for the lowest amount of money, I'm a great employee for my company. So typically what happens is when I make an offer to you as the hiring manager to the candidate, I'm going to have an opening bid. And that's typically the first offer. And if you accept that, awesome. That's great for me because I just got the person that I wanted to hire and I got them for the lowest amount of money that I felt I could get away with. That's typically what's going on here. But here's the interesting thing. Most hiring managers don't expect you to take that. They actually expect you to negotiate. And again, this isn't just me saying this. Salary.com actually surveyed hiring managers. And what they found was that 84% of hiring managers actually expected their candidates to negotiate. 84%. That is pretty much all of them, right? So on the candidate side, if you just accept that first offer because you have this fear that you're going to have the offer revoked, that's not actually what's going on here. The person on the other side of the table is actually expecting you to come back and negotiate your salary because you're a great catch. You have a lot of worth. And we're sort of playing a game here where I'm like, well, I want you, but I want to keep my expenses to a minimum. And you're like, well, I want to work for you, but I have to be paid when I'm worth. So standing your ground will actually be okay in this situation because the hiring manager is expecting you to negotiate. It can also improve your position because it shows that you're not afraid to have these tough conversations, right? And that's a trait of a really, really good employee. So that's something else that I want you to understand. So now I want to give you just three frameworks and three tactics that you can use to help overcome this mental hurdle, right? The first one is viewing this from your frame and the company's frame. So let's say that I want an extra $10,000 a year in my base salary, right? $10,000 a year might be a lot of money for me. But if I put that in the frame of the company, that's probably a drop in the bucket, right? One, go look at how much money the company makes. And then how much of that, you know, is $10,000? Probably a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent. If you want to get more specific, you can actually go look at your target roles. So something that I did when I was applying for jobs and interviewing for jobs is I would look at my quota. I would look at my expectations. And if they said, hey, Austin, you're going to be expected to build a pipeline of, you know, $10 million of new business, uh, you know, in, in the first couple of years or whatever it is, or in the first year, let's say. Well, if you're expecting me to bring in $10 million of new business in the first year, $10,000 additional dollars is nothing compared to that. Like, who would not pay $10,000 to then get back $10 million or 5 million or 1 million or even 50,000, right? That math just makes sense from a business perspective. So that's one really helpful way to view it. The second helpful way to view it is as a litmus test. So if a company is not willing to pay you what you're worth, I'd question whether or not you actually should be working there. And a lot of people might 
hear that and say, but I just went through this whole job search. Like I'm so sick and tired. I'm fed up. I don't want to spend more time job searching. Like I just want to get in a job and relax. But here's the thing. If you step into a role at a company that does not value you at the same level that you value yourself or you know your worth, you are not going to be happy. And when you're not happy for a long enough period of time, sure, you may get a couple of months out of this role, three, four, five, six months, something like that. But this is going to chip away and it's going to come to the surface because you know that you're not being paid what you're worth. You know that you're not being valued in other ways. And then what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to go back to the job search to find another company that will value you at that level. So you're actually saving yourself a ton of time in the long term if you just extend your job search a little bit longer, say no to that company, move on, and then find an offer from a company that actually values you at your worth, because that's a place that you can stay for a much longer time and be happy the entire time that you're there. The third thing that I'll say is that it's so important to have the salary conversation early on. You want to have it in the first conversation if possible or as early as possible. And the reason for this is because it helps you set expectations and get aligned. So if you have this conversation, you know, early on in the phone screen, let's say, and you say something like, you know, I'm flexible on salary. I'm currently being considered for roles in the range of X to Y, but my number one priority is finding the right fit. Basically, you're saying like, hey, I want to continue this conversation. I want to make sure this is a fit because that's my number one priority, but I am being considered for roles in these different ranges. So we'll have a more specific conversation about that down the road. I just wanted to give you a ballpark now. So what you're doing is you're setting the expectation for that next conversation. So it's not coming out of the blue. And a big problem is when job seekers don't have the salary conversation early, the pressure builds with each round. And then they get to the final round and they're like, oh crap, like I feel like I can't negotiate because I'm so deep into this. Like I don't want to lose this offer. Whereas if you set expectations early, they know that that conversation is coming. You know, the conversation is coming. You got that out of the way. And that has already been set. That's the precedent for all the conversations that you have. The second piece of this and the reason why it's important is because you get aligned. So you can see if you're in the same ballpark from the very beginning and you can see their reaction, right? So if you say I'm being considered for roles in this range and they're like, awesome, that sounds good. You know, we're flexible as well. We want to make sure this is a good fit. Let's move forward to the next round. That means your ranges are pretty aligned and there's wiggle room in there because it's a range, right? So they may come in on the low end of the range, but they know that your high end of the range is is also in play too. And you're probably going to meet somewhere in the middle. So that, again, creates the facilitation for this conversation versus this kind of coming out of the blue. So that can be really, really helpful as well. So the moral of the story here is that you will not lose an offer if you decide to negotiate your salary. The vast majority of hiring managers expect you to do it. Most of the job seekers, I would say 99.9% of the job seekers that I have talked to have never had an offer rescinded because they negotiated salary. I'm sure there are some edge cases, but those edge cases go back to the second point that I made, which is that those companies probably weren't worth working for anyways because they didn't value that person at their actual worth. So I hope this helped you get some clarity on the situation and some confidence to actually go have this conversation and a couple of tools to help put your mind at ease when you do have this conversation because it will be stressful no matter what, it will be uncomfortable, but stepping outside of your comfort zone, having this conversation can lead to more money for you and frankly, about half a million dollars over the course of your career. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for tuning in. If you do wanna check out my salary series on LinkedIn, it's every Monday and Friday, just right on my profile. But outside of that, we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.